podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us for our Monday episode. Uh, I am very excited about today. Very excited. Um, we've got one of our usuals back with us, Andy. Welcome. Hey, it's good to be back. Uh, Jamie is getting married, so she's out because apparently getting married is more important than being on the podcast. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to applaud Funny her. How that works. I'm going to applaud her for not getting married during football season because that. Is the original sin, I think, actually. that It was one of those Catholic Church rewrites. Anyways, um, very excited today to have the fantastic and amazing ladies behind our 1012 Network Texas podcast, Fire the Cannon. So I always said the wrong thing. I'm very tired. It's been a very long day. Um, very excited to have them. Rocky, Megan, and Hannah with us. Ladies, welcome to the 1012. Thank Hello. you. Thank hey. you for having us. Absolutely. So I am <laughs> there. Okay. Let me just, let me just a little behind because you know, podcasting is a visual medium. Uh, we have five <laughs> screens going at the same time, which I think might be the most I've ever had. Now I think we've had some round tables, but those were much more organized and this is probably not going to be. <laughs> um, I and am, then- let me just say this. I am very excited to have the three of you as part of the show today. And as part of the network, I, I know we were all kind of like, well, should we should we keep the Texas <laughs> podcast that's coming in with everything that's going on? And we I get thought, it. you know, you know what? We get it. I am all. We are balls. everybody's mad at. Look, look, Texas. look. We, we don't it. hold your school's actions against you. No. Oh. That's fair. That's fair. Just like we won't hold us paying you out for the past twenty five years against oh. y'all, right? Right. We're coming. We're coming early with it, Andy. We're coming early. Okay, this is going to be a really short podcast, <laughs> and we're done recording. <laughs> we, we appreciate the time we like for the fire the cannon that was formerly a part of right, right. the ten twelve group. <laughs> no, man, we we are. We're excited to be here, and we're excited to to mix it up. Um, you know, I think there is a lot of bittersweet feelings about 
what has been flooding our timelines for the past two weeks. And yeah, I did dive into that and, and keep it part of the family, right? <laughs> well, I want to start there. Because <laughs> we've had uh, a couple of OU guests on the show to talk about this. We had Keegan when this news heard broke. We had Brady to follow it up. So we've, we've gotten the Oklahoma perspective. We are doing individual podcasts for each of the eight teams left over um, to kind of get their perspective on things. And we haven't had Texas perspective yet. So, of course, if I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to bring you, you ladies on because I've got a Texas podcast. So why would I not just be like, hi? Um, so I'm going to let you guys kind of decide who wants to go one by one. But I, I'm less of the like... We we're way past the how did you feel when the news first came out? Like we all know how that everyone was kind of like, I'm sorry, what? Um, at this point, two weeks later, you know, we we this is happening. This is no longer like a speculative, well, maybe Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. When that happens, we don't know. Yes, we know they're saying 2025, but we're all big boys and girls. We know that's not really what's gonna happen. Um fr- from here. We've all said a lot of things, and people have said a lot of things on Twitter, so trust me, there's nothing that the three of you could say to me that I haven't heard worse in our DMs, or in my personal DMs. Um, where are you at now? Like, wh- where is the mindset both with with what's coming in the future and, like, how you view things heading into 2021 that's probably going to be a little bit awkward? <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. You mean, like questionable calls, ref, referee calls, maybe, maybe there's might be that. Somebody said, and I mentioned in our podcast last week that uh, it's ironic that the least hostile environment that both Texas and Oklahoma will walk into in 2021 will be the Red River shootout, <laughs> the least hostile. <laughs> so like, it, and, and that's totally true because that's kind of how it feels. There's so much vitriol out there right now. There's so many facets to this. And I think the other two would agree with me. Like there's, some cautious optimism going into the SEC. And then like, especially where we are as a program right now, but then there's also like, there, there is some saltiness like toward the big 12 because like we hung in there and we tried to make it work, but there, you know, there was like part of the, the other end of the bargain didn't hold up. So there's just, it's, this is not an easy answer. I don't know. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I think it's a bit like spending Thanksgiving with your soon to be divorced family, right? It's awkward. Um, You want to put on the good face and pretend like everything's great. But in reality, everybody just kind of biting their tongues and rolling their eyes and hoping that the moment is over soon. Um, You know, I, I will say, I do think Texas has always had a target on their back, you know, no matter what environment you go into. Um, I, there was that, report that came out a while ago that Texas has the most rivals or people identify Texas as, you know, more schools identify Texas as a rival than any other school. So there's always been a target, but I really feel like that got exponentially bigger. Uh, I think more so for Texas than it did for OU. Cause I, I think a lot of the feeling around is, oh, well, of course, Texas is behind this, the evil empire and we, OU is, we understand it from OU, right? Uh, you know, we, we've seen a lot of that. So um, I think it really steps up. I mean, Sark, I think we all know Texas is not an easy place to come in and win and come in and be successful and, in, and come in and have everybody embrace you, right? And Sark knew that coming into this, but now with this announcement, um, the expectations are 
astronomical. And if you don't win big and you don't beat Arkansas and you don't win that first game against, you know, the raging Cajuns and you stumble at TCU or any of those things happen. And I think that gets blown up exponentially. So yeah, target's pretty big. Rocky, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I'm, I'm excited. I feel like it's not like we're welcome to any stadium anyway. So it's going to be just more taken up a notch. You know, when, when Sarkeesian made that comment that was taken way out of context and twisted and cut up into the wrong pieces, if you listen to the whole interview, you know, he said right now, you used to kind of be in the biggest games on people's schedule. And right now that's what happens when Texas comes to town, it's a big deal. And people hate Texas. And, you know, they're already talking about Arkansas maybe getting game day because Texas is coming. Right. So we, it's just going to take it up a notch and, and that's fine. Um, we don't drive our nice car to these other stadiums anyway, because they're not going to treat us very good right now anyway. So I think it's just taking it up a notch. They, they hate Texas. Now they'll just hate us in, even more. And that's whatever, you know, maybe it's whatever it's, you know, they're, they, they hate us, but are begging us to not leave them poor and homeless. So <laughs> let's, let's get the two non-Texas dudes perspective. Like why do y'all, why are we hated? <laughs> Well, okay, okay, look. Because if you had like, the invitation to go to the SEC, you would be gone. Well, no, 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 right, right. I Like, financially, I completely understand why why Texas would go. You know, going to the SEC, you're going to get a whole bunch more money. Um, the the one thing, the one thing that never, that never sat right with me and um, was just the fact that, you know, one of the biggest justifications that a lot of Texas fans, I'm not saying it's you guys specifically, but a lot of Texas fans have been coming at me specifically, you know, because of, some of the things that I was a little bit upset about is just that, you know, it's like, well, talking about how the rest of the conference doesn't have a good enough reputation to help Texas get to where it needs to be right. In terms of national perception. And, and, and I think, and I think part of the problem with that is that part of the reason the big 12 hasn't had the perception that it, that, you know, everybody wants it to have here, here in the big 12 is because Texas has not been as successful in football the last few years so as they probably should be. Carry the load then the whole conference is, well, well, but right, no, but like that's that, that's fairly like a, that's or not like conflicting. Right, right. Yeah, fairly or not, the national perception is that if the Big Twelve is any good, that means that Oklahoma and Texas are really good, right? That's that's nationally, and and that's not Texas's fault. It's not honestly anyone's fault in the Big Twelve. It's the national media that has the problem because there's a lot of really good football being played by a lot of teams in the Big Twelve. Yeah, and unfortunately, if it's not Oklahoma and Texas at the same time, everybody says, "Oh, well, the rest of the conference is trash." So it's kind of like the Pac-12 is down right now because USC is not up. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We can yeah. play this yeah. game for every conference. The, they, of, they of course, treat of the course. AAC or the ACC. AAC. Eh, simply, uh, <laughs> the ACC this way because Florida State's it's just Clemson and then a bunch of schmucks, right? It, and that's right. how the Big Twelve gets started. It's OU and a bunch of schmucks, except that there's just so Florida State and Texas is way. USC is down. In fact, if you had the SEC or let's go to the Big Ten as a better example, if you had the Big Ten and and Ohio State wasn't what they are right now, they'd be talking about them a little bit different though because the national media loves. And I say I hate doing that whole national media like it's. Godzilla walking around smashing buildings in one single entity, <laughs> but there is a there are narratives that are just understood like that. But I it has been a part of the narrative of of if Oklahoma and Texas are good, 
because they are able to bring in the talent they are without even really trying. And I, that is, I mean, I don't mean that as an insult or a dig in any way, shape, or form. Texas has not been great for the last decade, and they're still landing top five classes, which is, that's Texas, right? That's, that's, that's part of Texas. It's part of why everybody, players want to go there, and I get it. Um, but when those two teams, the most talented teams in the conference from a recruiting and a ranking and a standpoint, are good, then when everybody else is good and beats them, well, that means that they must be good, and and we can quibble over whether that's fair or not. I don't I don't think it is, but that's 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 the bed we all lie in because that's what we have to live with, and that's not Texas's fault at all. Um, I mean, it's Texas's fault that they haven't lived up to their end of the bargain of being as good as they were supposed to be to to help with the rest of the conference. Because if Texas is good, and and you beat Texas, it's like now if Iowa State's so great because they beat Oklahoma. Right, now, Oklahoma is consistently good. Everyone's not going to beat Texas every year, but now if Texas and Oklahoma are challenging and somebody beats them, now they're that much better. So it's like I, it's this has been a it is, and <laughs> I feel like honestly the whole Big Twelve has been this weird relationship since its initial birth. It got weirder when teams left and new teams came in and they stuck at ten and whatever. But it's always been a weird arranged marriage of sorts. Between the old the old Big Eight and the old Southwest Conference leftovers, or I say the Texas teams that decided to join in, That's and so he, I like look. I've always been one who said things are going to be fine, and I am happy to admit that I was blindly walking down with my blinders on. It's fine. I'll admit such. But I mean, if you look back, like this is maybe this was just what was always going to happen and inevitable. And and once I come to that conclusion, I'm like, look, I don't blame Texas for leaving. Like I I understand why they're leaving. That's not a problem. It's the same thing for Oklahoma. By the way, it's it's Oklahoma leading this bus, not Texas. I will I will take that to my grave. They're just By the way, I think we all can agree our current situation is all Texas AM's fault. Because honestly, if they had not, you know, brought it out there when they did, we probably would have gotten at least well into the season before any word of this came. Because I can guarantee you there's no way that the SEC or ESPN or Texas or Oklahoma was gonna leak that right in the middle and have to deal with all the fallout in the middle of the season. So right. Um, you know, we all, I think we, everybody knew that this was coming at some point that at the end of the grant of rights in 2025, there was going to be some sort of reshuffling. Either the big 12 was going to poach somebody from like the PAC 12 to become stronger. And that would fix some of the issues that were going on, or the big 12 was going to fall apart in some fashion. But I think this accelerated everything and, you know, caused a whole lot of hard feelings and caused yeah. a whole bunch of problems yeah. that honestly we didn't really want to have to deal with and didn't really need to deal with. But A&M decided to screw everything up by getting mad by the fact that Oklahoma and Texas were talking about coming to the SEC and they Is wanted it, to be it, there all by themselves. No, that's fair. And I and I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, is, is anybody shocked that A&M's throwing a fit and pouting? Right. Like the I only ones. Yeah. I the mean, only ones have special board of regents meetings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely team. agree with that. I think this kind of blew up in AM's face in spectacular fashion, right? You know, <laughs> I think similar to to the LHN situation when that was first developing. In the very beginning, there were some talks of it being a Texas, Texas AM joined network, right? And AM turned that down with a quickness and said they weren't interested, thinking it would blow up the deal. And ESPN said, cool, Texas is kind of the one we wanted anyway. And we all have feelings on that, right? But, uh, you know, it. I think it's kind of an See, MO. I hadn't heard that, which means now it's doubly Texas A&M's fault because <laughs> if, if you, if you, uh-huh. you know, agree with a lot of people that the Longhorn Network is kind of part of the problem and what led to all of this eventually, 
if if it had been a and and Texas, I think it would have been a little bit easier for everyone to kind of stomach that. Um, sure. And it wouldn't have led to like the Nebraska issue and like all of this. So like the whole course of all of Big 12 football and all of Big 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 12 would have been different if AM could have just shut the hell up. Yeah, well, welcome to I, I still don't understand what the problem is execu- executing your tier three rights to get extra money with your kids. Oh, no, no. Like that's right. the thing is like, to me, it makes no sense to be how dare Texas have their own network um, because you can't. No, I mean, to me, that yeah, I don't think that, that was ever always bad. just people always mad at Texas for things because they can't do it yeah. themselves. So anyway, I, that's the one thing. The side note just always bugs me. Like the LHN, is it the best network? Do they just play the old stuff? No, but they have some really cool stuff that highlights some amazing things Longhorns are doing. And I, I, if you can fill a network with stuff and get money for it. I don't know why people get so mad about it. I mean, I think you pretty much describe most TV networks nowadays as just a channel filled with stuff that you get paid for. So (laughs) you might care about it and you might not. It doesn't matter if, if everything on it's good or not, as long as someone's getting paid for it. Someone's getting paid. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and, and really the LHN was ESPN dabbling their toe into this very specific kind of, uh, network where streaming households matter, right? And ESPN, in my opinion, has been way ahead of that. They understood this stuff was kind of, how can you not? You're part of the Disney Corporation, right? Like they're helping shape all of this stuff. So the LHN was really kind of a precursor and them figuring out how to make it work. And without the LHN, this massive SEC deal, and I mean TV deal, forget Texas being a part of it, but the TV network contract that the SEC just set up with ESPN LHN was kind of a, a test run for ESPN for that. So, yeah, I mean, of course, I, I agree. There's been a lot of string pulling behind the scenes and a lot of strategic planning for decades, right? And, um, and yeah, I, I can see both sides of that argument. I can sit on either side of the fence. I don't understand the vitriol on one hand of, oh, the LHN is the worst and Texas is, again, the evil empire, but yeah, I, I think really, really, I think the, the biggest issue that people had, because if you think about it, the very first one of these kinds of networks was the Big Ten Network, right? And it right. was an entire conference network, and it worked out really well. They set it up really well. It, it, you know, it was really beneficial. The one thing that people forget, though, is that the Big Ten has always been a conference about collaboration and sharing everything. I mean, they have their, their research foundation. You know, like they are all research institutes, and they share a whole bunch of money that comes in from there that dwarfs anything athletically, Right. And so it's one of those things where, you know, the, the Big 12 and specifically the Longhorn Network jumped in almost immediately after the Big 10 Network launched. And it was basically two different ways of doing it, right? It was either do it all as a conference or do it all individually. And obviously both of them work to some degree. The, 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 the conference one, I think, it has, is the, the model that kind of caught on with all the other conferences, which is, I think, the biggest point of contention is that part of the reason the Big 12 – isn't as stable of a conference as some of the other ones is because we didn't all pool our tier three rights, which not saying one way or another, which way was correct. Cause you know, Kansas definitely benefits from having their tier three rights as well. So it's like, I completely understand it. And I, I understand why it's valuable in, in a lot of cases. It's one of those things though, if you're looking collectively, having those individual tier three rights with each of the individual schools makes it a lot harder to hold the network together because that is one big revenue source or I'm sorry, to, to, to hold the conference together because that's one right. big revenue source that's individual to your school that doesn't matter at all what the rest of the conference is doing. And so it's one of those things where 
the Longhorn Network, I think, is an easy scapegoat because it's the whole bunch of money that that Texas gets that means that they're not necessarily you know, as dependent on making sure that the conference is absolutely as strong as it could possibly be because all their money isn't tied up in the conference. And, and I think that's where if you want to be mad at something, it's really easy to be mad at that, even though if you were in the exact same situation with your school, you would absolutely love to have something like that. So it's one of those, you know, I think the only thing personally that rubs me the wrong way about this entire situation, right? is just how stupid mad people are getting from both sides on Twitter about this entire thing. Because it's one of those things, if I was on the Texas side, I would feel perfectly justified. I'd be absolutely fine with all of this. Absolutely no problem. Being on the other side, it's like, this really sucks. And I want to be mad about it. But all these other people are telling me that I can't be mad about it because if I was on that side, that that I'd be in the exact same situation as them. And so it's everybody's getting really stupid on Twitter. And that's really the only thing that pisses me off about it. Oh, I'd agree. I mean... We we all know that we don't have rational reactions when it comes to our teams that we're fanatical our about, passion. right? Of course. I'm totally, <laughs> totally rational. I don't know about totally level headed, completely at all times. Of course. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I definitely get that that argument. Um, you know, but I, I do think one of the things that we should all be able to agree on is maybe let's not blame Texas individually as much. Can we not just focus on hating Bob Bowlesby altogether? Is that not oh, something that we bring oh, our yes. conference oh, for together sure. for however much time we have left? <laughs> Although, I mean, I, I love what Bob Bowlesby has done recently. I just wish he would have done it a whole lot sooner to do something to help the conference. Right. The right. fact that he's going after ESPN, which really ESPN's the big bad guy in all of this. Um, I, I'm, I'm absolutely loving that, so... Yeah, it's just I, amazing that he didn't have the foresight to see this coming sooner, or maybe he did. No. He was just like arrogant or just oblivious. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's amazing. If he had seen it coming, he would not have made the statement that he did at the beginning of Big 12 Media Days. No, right. and, and I, you know, I'm not going to blame the dude for not having a crystal ball, but I do think there is something to be said. I, I, I know I'm probably the only nerd that got caught up in these stupid Texas Senate hearings and investigation, you know, exploratory hearings where they called in, you know, our, our president and they called in a bunch of witnesses, Bowlesby being one of them. And that wasn't a hearing. It was a Comedy Central roast. It was. It was. It was oh hey, anybody got any one-liners Let's about Texas? On Texas? Come bring them to this hearing. Get, oh, get my God. Your anger and saltiness out here. There, yeah, there's no question about that, but there were a few senators that were holding Bowlesby's feet to the fire. And, you know, Andy, you brought up the, the Big Ten Network, and that's exactly what they said. Well, the Big Ten Network set this up and looked ahead to streaming and brought in Maryland and Rutgers, not because of the teams being powerhouses, but because of the, you know, the market that they hold when, in Washington, D.C. and in Jersey in that area, right? And it was pretty interesting when he was getting grilled on that. It was, well, if they had the foresight to plan around this and plan ahead and look towards the future of where the landscape was going, why didn't you? And he just kind of deer in headlights and repeated the same, well, Texas and, uh, you know, it, just, I mean, it was an interesting moment. In well, this. that wasn't really to be his fair to Bullsby, fault. Right. To Weiberg, be fair to Bullsby, he was not in charge when no. all of this happened. No, he took and, over 10 years ago. And, and really, he works for the schools. So like, if the schools as a whole didn't want to set up a, a, a conference-wide network and didn't want to give up their tier three rights because Texas wasn't the only one, but they were definitely one of the louder voices in the room about, hey, yeah. this is a good idea for us all to keep it. For and sure. everyone else was like, yeah, we, we, we can see the benefits for us. And honestly, we don't want to push the issue. Like it, everybody was at fault in terms of not setting up a conference-wide network. Um, but I also do think that like part of it too is that 
the reason the big tw- the Big Ten network is such a huge success is because they also like forty nine percent of it's owned by Fox, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just the conferences, and it's it's not it's not a similar situation at all the way the way the Longhorn network is because. And, and definitely correct me if, if my understanding of this is wrong, but it is a network that's owned by ESPN and they pay Texas for all of the content, right? Yeah. Whereas whereas the Big Ten network is jointly owned by both the conference and the the distribution provider. And so it's, it's, a, it's more of a joint, it's everybody tr- looking out for the product there because everybody benefits from it. Whereas the Big 12 is all about, you know, and, and honestly, we all have been this way culturally, for however long the big the Big Twelve has been here, is that you know it's about making sure that we're all getting paid for our own stuff and trying to keep as much control of it as we possibly can. Right. So it's it's just a cultural difference, and ultimately, I think we all we all knew it was going to get to this point eventually. It was just a matter of when yeah. and what you know how long could we string it along that everybody's best interests were aligned. Yeah, yeah. I think the bottom line is like the Big Twelve just was not proactive enough when the landscape was like changing around them. Like this, all the, the writing was on the wall. I feel like and that was kind of the demise and uh, I, I think just personally throwing this out there if the Pac-12 does not kind of take heed now then it could be the next to go as far as being proactive yeah but I mean the Pac-12 was reaching out I mean hell that was a conversation back in 2016 you know yeah that was another thing that threatened they've been the more so proud. Yeah, it was another thing that threatened the Big 12 with the Pac-12 coming in. And there were talks, again, about some realignment and some shifts there. And ultimately, Bowlesby did play a big part in that and saying, nah, like, I'm going to keep the Big 12 together and also choose not to add more teams to the Big 12 to bolster. We're going to stay at 10 at that point. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a complicated landscape, no question. A um, lot of ups and downs. I will say this, though, y'all. I, I really am going to miss going – Lawrence is pretty and it's it's a beautiful campus I'm gonna miss making the trips there I can't say that I'm gonna miss going to Manhattan a whole lot I I think I'd rather go to Nashville and have a good time there than (laughs) Manhattan Kansas you know no no offense to my friends that live out there but I mean you are less likely to lose to Vanderbilt than Kansas State right you wonder why we get reviews from Kansas State people that act like we don't like them <laughs> that's not my i, I don't only I, I know it's it's non-intentional i i promise k-state people it's because i have a jayhawk co-host just this like you why. i have great times out there no question co-host. no question it look aggieville's a lot of fun right i've i've had a good time there but um but i am excited about the prospect of hanging out in in nashville and and checking out starkville and gainesville and all the bills i guess all the all bills the bills that they got, you know? yeah <laughs> Are you a Big 12 basketball-obsessed fan and have nowhere to go for just all of your Big 12 basketball information? Look no further because Midwest Madness is here just for you. We talk men's and women's basketball all year long. With exclusive interviews, guests that come on to talk about each team, game recaps once the season begins, and so much more content you won't know what to deal with. So for all of your Big 12 basketball needs, Midwest Madness is your place to go. Listen on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, Okay, so let's look forward to this season. Texas, Oklahoma, they are in the Big 12 for now. Um, Let's say some nice things that we can all feel like warm and, and cozy and comfy <laughs> about. Um, what? What? What is something that that each of you is looking forward to this season? Be it Texas specific or and because understand like we, uh, yeah, 
Maybe they're here till 2023. You know, 2022 might be too quick to try and get them out and too expensive. Maybe it's 2023, maybe it's 2022. I am operating under the, this is the last hurrah because if we don't, we might not get another chance. So like we we did our, bu- our Big 12 bucket list of the things that we would want to do because we may never get to do them again, right? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious from you three, like what are the things you're most excited about for 2021? Whether it's because it's the last time you could do it or it's just something you're looking forward to this season. I'm I'm looking forward to, which is actually something we shouldn't be looking forward to, but full stadiums again. But this is like the worst time to have full stadiums again. So last year, you know, with, um, you know, the minimal people and it's just, it's not the same, right? Uh, that, I guess I'm kind of like terrified that we're at full stadiums again, but getting back to having bands and cheerleaders, like the football environment that we missed last year, um, that I'm kind of excited, but terrified about that part of it. <laughs> but I just, I, I'm as personally like for Texas, I'm ready to see an offense that's creative and, and not predictable like actually the product on the field um i felt like there was times last year where i could have called the defense against texas because it was so predictable um so i'm excited about um an offense that's creative and gets a little bit sneaky i'm excited about that and the back to the college football game day atmosphere even though i'm terrified because we're in stage five in austin Yeah, it's a, um, I think I'm, I'm really looking forward to, let, let me say this, looking forward to, and also, God, please don't let us go down this road again. The, we've got a new head coach. There's a lot of unknowns. We're all doing our best not to drink the Kool-Aid, but damn it, I've drunk the Kool-Aid. I'm excited. I'm ready to see Bijan just open it up. Um, I think our defense is going to really wreck shop this year. I think I'm really excited to see, you know, the speed on Texas D. Um, and really see from everything that we're hearing, they're flourishing under under Coach K, and uh, and I think that's exciting. Um, I'm also excited to see, kind of alluding to what Rocky was saying, is play calling that makes sense for the players that we have, not play calling that's just going to be shoving a scheme down your throat, no matter if it makes sense or not. <laughs> the right? binder. That's, yeah, I think we we <laughs> got a little tired of that with Herman, and I think. From all again, all that we've seen and all that we've heard, Sarkeesian isn't going to be that way, um, and he is going to really utilize uh, our our big players. Bijan, I'm I'm ready for the Bijan Dijon man. Bijan, you know, like there's, I mean, echoing what the other two have said, there's so many unknowns, and I think I, I, it's kind of hard to answer like what I'm most excited about because like it's remained to be seen, but like I just I I'm excited about watching it all unfold. To whatever that may look like and I, I, I really don't know I mean I, I bet sounds simple but like I don't know how else to say that other than that way because again I mean golly we've gotten so like bad we've gotten so many bad hangovers from drinking too much Kool-Aid <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean but, I want boring games there's, there's some there's some hesitation but like I, I don't know I, I don't know a Texas fan that pays close attention to the program and that knows the history that doesn't, that can't say to a degree that this feels different. Again, maybe I'm just drinking too much Kool-Aid, but I'm not. But um, yeah, just, I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see it like come to fruition, I guess, in a bit. And with 
especially what may turn out to be like our swan song in the big 12. So it's, it's, this is weird. It's weird times, like weird times indeed. Okay. Hold on. Bijan Dijon. So is that, is that an official thing? So can we, I will now <laughs> petition to, to use thing, the phrase, it. bring the mustard whenever he shows up <laughs> oh, with the ball. Exactly. Dijon Dijon, baby. He'll okay. Sprinkle it on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, dump it. Like, dump it all on my plate. <laughs> I love it. We, we are sound effect every time. We right? are sprinkling. No sprinkling. I need lots and lots of Bichon. Yeah. No, I love it. So. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry about well, that. I was going to say, the, the thing I'm most looking forward to, basically looking around on Twitter and seeing all the tweets about how most of the teams in the Big 12 are 90% vaccinated or more, um, I am looking forward to not having to look at who's going to be out because of COVID every week. Like, there were so many Big 12 games last year where they were extremely uncompetitive or just absolutely ridiculous because half the team was out with COVID or, you know, some sort of contact tracing or something like that. We're probably right. still going to have that a little bit of that here and there. But I don't think I'm going to have to look and try to figure out who's out or look at inactive lists that are 30 people long every single week for each team. So right. I am really looking forward to that. I, I will say, though, your comment about, you know, full stadiums, I, I, I didn't really notice a, different la a difference last year. So I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I mean, you're this fan, though. <laughs> Right, we, that we, was the point. That was the point. <laughs> I love it, though. No. I'll tell you, I mean. That's some gentle shade. Uh, yeah, gen <laughs> delicate shade. Self-shade, I mean, <laughs> you know. Delicate shade, yeah. Yeah, one of, one of my favorite uh, experiences, We I was up in Lawrence a few years back, uh, and I, I have a couple Great Danes that I bring to, to all the games home and away and uh, have them dressed up as, you know, baby bevos. And we were out there having a good time. The Jayhawk band came over, loved the dogs. I got some photos with the, the mascot and everything. But I did have one fan that came up to me and just, you know, I'm all, in all my Texas gear. And he was, what are you doing here, Texas? What are you even doing here? I was like, man, it's football season. What are you even doing here? Like, why, why are your football fans here? Come I on. I would say, how, how, how long ago was that? <laughs> uh, this was probably, yeah, it wasn't the painful year. And we're not going to bring that up, Andy, because we are keeping this a friendly podcast. Thank you, sir. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a little late to bring that rule that's into all, play. That's all right. <laughs> right. That's all right. I, I bring it up every chance I get. So I don't have to be here for it. You got to take it's that one win out of 90 losses. You got to yeah. take it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody reminds us more of this. Like, not even Kansas fans remind us more of this. But Oklahoma fans, yeah, remind us the most. They have some embarrassing losses. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it, it is it is yeah, one no, of the best or the longest lasting memes I think of all time related to college football. So oh, it'll never go away. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Away. Nor should it. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. But if Texas didn't matter, then no one would care if you beat them. See, that's the thing. Oh, oh no, I, yeah, I'm not, know, I'm like not people, saying it's right. It's no, I'm just saying like people are like, oh, Texas doesn't matter, but beating them is the biggest thing to ever happen to our program ever. <laughs> it's like they do that. By, by the way, I, I will I will actually say um, I am very happy to take credit for the fact that we push that meme so hard o <laughs> over at Rock Chalk Talk. We we were the ones that for the first three weeks after that game happened. Um, literally took every opportunity at least three times a day to react to some sort of news and say, don't let this make you forget about the fact that Kansas beat Texas in football. So yeah. um, we did that for three weeks straight. And finally we didn't have to do it anymore because everyone else was doing it for us. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a painful, but Texas doesn't matter. Oh no, they absolutely do, which is why yeah. it's so much fun.
<laughs> yeah. Well, we'll take our 90 wins and you take your one loss and then we'll take 90 more. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like like in the late, like maybe like 2008, 2009, somewhere in there, when Mangina was at, at Kansas, we had like a very uncomfortably close game. The dollar signs game. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. There you go. So, I mean, yep. it's not like, yep. it's not like it's unheard of. Like we ended up winning as we all know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's not like, Kansas has not been formidable in the last 20 years, you know? Well, I mean, even just the last time we played, you know, down in Austin. Yeah. No, I mean, it yeah. was, it was right. <laughs> almost right. got another one. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean, granted in, in look, and I, I mean, think, after this season, you know, it'll, it'll only be a few days since uh, Kansas beat Texas in football. So well, you, you keep holding your breath for that one. <laughs> I've been, I've been beating that drum for the last two years. <laughs> it gives me crap drum. every time. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, and I know this is blasphemous to talk about this, you know, with football being so close, but I will say I am excited for the basketball season this year. Um, having beard, um, going up against the likes of KU. Even, you guys are a little bit down right now, dealing with some of the fallout from the whole uh, investigations and things like that. But I do think it's going to be, do think it's going to be fun. Y'all, y'all always bring I, I say it's, it's, it's not affecting anything on the court. Like yeah. right now, I think Kansas is one of the top four or five teams yeah. in terms of national title favorites. So it's going to be a hell of a year in, in basketball is. this year because, it is. I think the oh my gosh, we have a lot of loaded teams. In the yeah, Big I think this. The, the Texas like swan song, like the last year, whenever it may be, if it's this year or next year, I think it might be a more fun in basketball because the big 12 is, is more competitive in basketball for sure than football overall. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And we know this. So yeah, I'm not saying that big 10 basketball, they're, they're it depends on who you talk to, but like nationally, they don't want to admit it, but the big 12 is by far the best conference I, in basketball. I agree. I so. tend to, I tend to definitely agree. And I think we saw a lot I of agree. that in the tournament last year. The deep conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, something we can all agree on. Right? Basketball. Hoops. Yay. We found common ground, y'all. No, that's not true. That's not true. There's one other thing I think we can all agree on. Okay. That's home true. field apparel. The yes. most comfortable vintage college sports apparel you will find anywhere, including some of the best vintage Texas t-shirts, sweaters, and hoodies you will find anywhere. I love the Bevo shirt, and I'm I'm torn between buying it and not buying it because you guys are leaving, and like I, I don't know how to feel about it. Like I don't I don't just I don't do have to do it. Feel. Just buy it, it's man. So it's nostalgia. Come on. Look, it look, is. Oh, it Phillip, will be nostalgia. Phillip, if I if I buy and wear my you know marching size shirt all the time. Look, I, I understand that there's some hard feelings, but <laughs> don't take it out on home field. I would never take anything out. I will never take anything out on home field, ever, ever. Uh, home field apparel, of course, has Texas, uh, as well as Iowa State, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech gear. And yes, there's one more Big 12 team coming. Yes, I know when it is and who it is. No, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to keep Ooh. teasing that until it shows up. Um, okay, so if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Uh, if it's your 100th time listening to the show, thank you. Uh, so do not forget, when you go to Homefield Apparel, you're going to use the promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2, and get 20% off your first order. All orders of $70 or more get free shipping, and I promise no one goes to Homefield and buys one shirt. So those two promo codes, well, it's the promo code and the free shipping on 70 or more is going to be beneficial. No one gets, like, nobody goes to Homefield like, I'll take one. One Homefield, please. No, no, you get <laughs> multiple Homefield from maybe one team or as many as possible. So homefieldapparel.com, promo code 1012, be rocking the most comfortable, and I cannot emphasize, underline, hyphenate, bold, comfortable enough, 
vintage college sports apparel there is. Yeah, yeah. One one home field related thing here that uh, I didn't realize I was going to throw out here, but my dog loves home field as well. Whenever I'm wearing one of my home field shirts, he jumps up on the couch and just like lays all over me because he loves the home field shirt. He actually has gotten to the point he knows when I'm wearing a home field shirt. They are that good. See, even dogs. That's a hell of an endorsement. That is the best endorsement ever, probably. Me. If the dog likes them, you all have to like them. Come on. It's dog approved. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Okay, so we're gonna wrap up this uh, this particular episode with some uh, some prop bets that I spent some time putting together, and I was gonna have more, but I have two kids. Um, and yes, I will use that uh, excuse for whatever I want until they're eighteen and out of the house. Okay, number one. Over under two hundred fifty carries for Bijan Robinson this season. Over. Over. Under 250 is what 20 ish a game. Over. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping he stays healthy enough to get all those. Don't you? Um, but I, would, Ricky I have to say now, I'd say under until until I see it on the field that we give a running back that much. I have to say under. I was just say I, I would hope that it would be under just because that means that enough other things are happening in the offense that he doesn't need to have that many opportunities or he has so many big hits that he doesn't necessarily have to be running it 25 times a game. Yeah, the average out, that'd be about 21 carries a game during the regular season to hit 250. Um, okay, over under one and a half Heisman finalists for the Big 12 this season. One and a half. Under, like you're talking about finalists. Would be like considered a half? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is short. Finalists? I'm going to say it. <laughs> that was terrible. Hannah, you didn't need to say it. I, th- I think we all knew what you were saying, <laughs> saying with it. There was, it was just the crickets thing. I was like, oh. okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If we're, talking, if we're talking finalists, getting one out of the Big 12 would be somebody who just led, you know, like a Spencer Rattler or Case Thompson or somebody that just was above and beyond. Uh, or, you know, the, what's the, the running back from K-State? Like, I forget his name, but some, something like that. Like, it would have to be one superstar that just shined and, and dominated the conference. So I would have to go under. I wouldn't see us getting two finalists. You never know how many they're going to get. So it's always a question. Like, usually it's three. We've seen four. So never sure. Okay. Um, I think the most that they go to is five. So you, yeah. would, have to, that you, you would have to have, like, absolutely super transcendent people. Like you would have, like Brees Hall would have to rush for like three thousand yards, or, or or Bijan would have to rush for like three thousand yards, and Spencer Rattler would have to go absolutely insane. Like I, I think it would require Rattler to be one of them, and then either Bijan or Brees Hall to yeah. go absolutely insane and be the other one and be the only running back that went absolutely insane all year long. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. Thanks for remembering his name. <laughs> um, okay. So we have what we call here on the show the Tech Vet Hour. Our good friend Daniel Alexander, uh, when we did our our win totals earlier in the year, uh, put a sizable wager on Texas Tech not uh, hitting the under, uh, the under four and a half wins for Texas Tech this season. Uh, it's been a really fun thing we're going to be doing all year long. But so I wanted to ask, I want to ask you three: uh, the the win total for Texas Tech is four and a half. You going over or under? Ooh. I'm going to um I'm going to go over. I'll I'll give Tech a little I'll bit go over. I'll give him at least 5 wins. I'll give him over. Yeah. Texas, you know what? Tech is it's kind of, they're like 
the annoying little brother, they just kind of make things happen sometimes and know, uh, yes, know why. Exactly. Like, They'll find a way I'll to change win. mine, Philip, just so we're not all agreeing. <laughs> Awful Mountain, love it. Give me the under. <laughs> well, look, I was going to say, honestly, I the only way that they hit the over, I think, is if they surprise Texas in the Big 12 opener because I think they're going to get two in the non-conference. I think Houston's going to beat them. I think that they're going to drop at least one or two um, I'm sorry. They, they might be able to get like two, I think in the big 12. I don't, I don't know that they can beat Baylor at Baylor, you know, beat Kansas state. Um, you know, I mean, even going to Kansas, like that's one where Kansas could potentially jump up and get them. Like well, that's remember, one of the ones playing, that Kansas could potentially Texas win. They're playing in Austin so. this year. Yeah. They play Texas. Oh, right. I know. I know that, but it's one of those things because it's so early in the big 12 schedule. Yeah. Like if they're going to get to five wins, it's going to require them getting a big upset against a team that, they probably have no business actually beating and really early either at Texas or at West Virginia is their best chance. I think to do that. So I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going under as well. Okay. Uh, over under 125 times this season, the announcers will bring up that OU and Texas are headed to the SEC. That includes in, in games the first half of the first, that includes in games that game. don't include Oklahoma and Texas. I, I would say it'll be over 125 mentioned in the games that don't include Texas or OU. <laughs> Take our games out of it, and I still think we're on the overs. So yeah, and I would I would also be willing to add to this that at least 50 of these will come from Tim Brando himself. So, <laughs> look, look, Philip, Philip. <laughs> I would be tempted to take the over if you said 125,000 times, okay? Yes. Um, I mean, it's going to get yes. mentioned Can we set the over nauseum. under a million? Yes. All right, to follow that up, over under uh, six games before we're all tired of hearing announcers talk about OU and Texas to the SEC in every single game. Under. That's like five minutes. So. Way under. Way under. I'm already tired of it. Yeah. All right, uh, last one. Uh, over and under, or over under two and a half years before Texas fans are chanting sec in non-conference games never i'm gonna go with a never 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 i will i will group think is a powerful thing i it agree with you there. i gotta say look i love my team and i can tell you without question i will never be the person to chant that but we've got a lot of idiot fans too so i'm gonna say uh, it's gonna happen we're gonna hear it at we're gonna hear it games. i don't know if it'll catch on. We'll hear it. Oh, Philip, are, are we Texas talking about two and a half? High. Are we talking about two and a half years from right now, or no, 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 two and a no, half no. years after they, they get start, to the SEC? When they get to the Once SEC. Oh yeah. gosh, I, way I would, over. I would over. be tempted. I'd be tempted to take the under on half a year from when they start. I'm gonna. I'm gonna no. say. I'm, I'm going to say year. not every Texas fan is going to do it. I'm going to say that oh, right. diehards will not do it. But I will say you're going to hear enough people do it within two and a half years of us joining, like during a bowl game or something, that it will be audible. So I'm going to take the under on two and a half. I can see it happening, honestly, and I'm not trying to like throw shade or whatever, but like if, if there's a non-conference game or a bowl game versus maybe a Big 12 school. Oh, yeah, I that's, but I'm not saying no. We did it against that's our, Georgia. That's all right. It'll just it, it'll have to be. Paid I think we did it against Georgia to mock that they do it. exactly. Right, right. right. I was just saying, it, 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 if they do it against the Big Twelve school in the non-conference, it'll be payback for the Big Twelve schools this year sarcastically doing it. If any of them beat Texas or Oklahoma, yes, hundred percent. So hundred percent. 
maybe that's the other question. Do you hear SEC chants from non, from from, <laughs> from non SEC other than Texas? Or yeah. <laughs> if they if they beat OU or Texas, they will do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I will not because it's and they dumb. should. No, it's dumb. No, look again. College football fans do whatever silly nonsense you want to do that's not violent, offensive, or, or gross. But if it's silly and what did ha, do whatever you want, like have fun with it. Oh, I think it's hilarious. Like SEC, and then when you're beating them, to shout shout it back at them. Like here's your SEC. <laughs> but I also don't understand cheering for my conference over my own team. So we have Texas fight. You know, we have something to say when we're enjoying our the product on the field or the product in the field needs our help. We don't need to shout for other teams in our conference. I don't get it. I don't, I just don't think it's a Texas thing to do it. Just like rushing the field. If you win a big game, it's not a Texas thing. You're not ever going to do it to me. Those are kind of in the same family of it's just not a Texas thing to do. And I hope we never do it. I hope we never do it. I mean, at, at least with rushing the field, you're celebrating something that your team did well. Right. If you're chanting SEC, you're celebrating the fact that people that you happen to have a conference affiliation with um, think that they're much better than everyone else. And that's really the only thing that you're celebrating at that point. I heard yes. I heard this really awesome thing, like SEC stands for someone else's championship. <laughs> it just, and it just so means much. more. Perfect. It just means more, guys. It just means it more. It just <laughs> means, means more. But I thought that was pretty dang good. Even even now that we're joining, I still think that's really funny. Really funny. Like, so, yeah. All right. You, that feels like a... It feels like a good place to, to wrap on. Ladies, thank you very much for joining us. This has been a whole lot of fun. And again, welcome to the 1012 Network. We are we are thrilled to have you for as long as we have you. Uh, thank you for having yeah, us. We're Do me a favor. Where can everybody check out the three of you individually as well as the podcast? Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter. I am Texas Fancy Boots. I'm at Rocky Knows Best. I am at Hafro09. And then our group podcast is at Fire the Cannon One, the number one. So. Because it's the best Fire the Cannon, yeah. right? That's correct. Exactly. It is a great show. I am, again, thrilled to have you ladies on board. This is going to be a lot of fun this season. I, and I mean that I am very excited about the insanity that is about to ensue, uh, coupled with the fact that we are getting our first normal, semi-normal football season back. It's just... I, I don't think you could mix a better powder keg of just, oh, oh insanity. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. boy. Ah. All right. Thank you. Yes. Thank you again. Uh, we will be back throughout this week with some more of our uh, Sell Me On episodes, uh, hitting on a few more of the Big 12 teams who are left over. Uh, so make sure that you uh, rate and review the show. Subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at 1012 Network. It's not 1012 Podcast anymore. It's 1012 Network. T-E-N, the number 12, the word network. Uh, and we will talk to you guys again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.